the gang is shocked to learn what bubbling is. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, it's Matt and yeah, I'm back after missing an episode and somehow just straight into the saddle and at the wheel. And this week I'm joined by Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hello, Matt. How are you? Ach, not too bad. I'm alright. And also joining us is Ant. How's it going? Alright, alright. Ant just said he is planning on taking us off the rails. And apparently the railmaster though is here, and he, that is Phil. Hi there, Phil. Hi, Matt. Yeah, we're very much staying on the rails today, and for an hour. Okay, okay. Um, good luck. I'm just interested in the mode of transport that has both a saddle and a st- and a wheel. So I think we might be on dodgy ground already. I mean, motorbikes. Oh, oh fair I'll, enough. I'll add an extra 15 minutes for that. There we go. There we go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> distracted guys let's Let, list every form of transport there is yeah. <laughs> I, I, i'll start penny farthing what's that one that they pump up and down like in the old-timey movies on the tracks you know like they've got that like uh, <laughs> uh, 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 that like the surface car for the trains. yeah where it's like two they're cats like, and they're like just wildly pumping pretty sure there was a ride like one of those at Tanga junction ones and it was so much fun <laughs> A roller coaster where you drove yourself around the track. <laughs> it was great. So you can just in control. Just check like one jack dude going at like Mach 2 and then just some kid not being able to keep up. I 100% Oaks just got rear-ended all the time. When I, when I went to the Great Wall of China, there's an option where you can sort of, I guess you'd call it like street luge, but not street luge. You sort of like in like a little go-kart thing and you go down the Great Wall of China. Because you know it's, that sounds, uh, like it's a high heritage. respect for yeah, like, it's a UNESCO heritage, heritage yeah, site. UNESCO heritage <laughs> site. No, like 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 the top. You don't do it on the top. It's just when you're going down. Like you're basically going down a hill on like a little go kart thing. Yeah. But anyway, it was it was it was us, and we we were we were raving for this. Hey, you know, we had a few beers on top of the wall and pumped. And then, but then there was like some like kind of thirty year old person who just you know she was very nervous. And like we basically just had a pile up behind <laughs> because <laughs> because it really wasn't designed for overtaking. Oh no, shame, man. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, that's my. Sp- let's say, speaking of nervous thirty-year-old women, um, I thought one of our first stories we'll sort of do an intersectional story and try and capture that female true crime market. So, have any of you heard what happened to? Tautai, carefree of sort of Monday, early Monday morning. Did he get Not anything beyond the headline? Did he get stabbed? Yeah, so he's he's in hospital, stabbed. Uh, apparently there were three attackers, one with a knife, one with an axe, and one with a machete. So like just escalating fucking weapons. Um, apparently two of them have been arrested. One is currently out, and the other one has been refused bail, and the third one escaped in a vehicle. This is all Where's Bris- horse when you need him? I was going to say, this, this, is happen- all, this is only like in Brisbane, so I feel like Mitch this just happened, let the ball down. Aust- this happened in Australia? Yeah, this happened yeah, in Brisbane, like sound. Mitch let this one fly. Yeah, Mitch, come, sort your shit out, get your house get in your order. Back, get your backyard in it order. Sounds like something you'd read on, like, True Crime. Or yeah, exactly, that's why. So, yeah. Um, but, but this sounds like not random. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, does it does was it actual an attack or was it a robbery gone horribly It's a home invasion, home invasion by the sounds of it. Yeah, but but I mean, sorry for for lack of a a better. It sounds like tribal almost. Like it seemed like a revenge gang related kind of thing. Well, maybe not revenge. Maybe it was the apparently. Fortune. Yeah. So from the police statement, the brutal uh, and violent quotation marks around that brawl erupted after the group were sort of basically caught by Kefu when he woke up to them breaking into the house so they obviously thought they were going to break in and have a quiet time Mess probably kicked something no, over no but I'm sorry if you're bringing a fucking axe like... no definitely you've definitely got intention so the guy apparently no. that isn't released on bail he's facing attempted murder charges then like I say there's sorry. another there's another so one. They've released some. No, look, they're all kids. They're all teenagers. Who... Well, the oh, two they've yeah. the two they've already arrested are teenagers or kids, and the third one escaped in a car towards Ulungaba. Oh, I think you've put a bit too much South African into that. That sounds like a place in Eastern Cape. I was gonna say Ulungaba. Ulungaba. Yeah, it's about half an hour south of Kreta. Yo, is it is is it that we? Oh, they start off? Yeah. No, so it's W-O-O-L and then G-A-B-B-A Gaba. So it's the Gabba. It's the Gabba now. So it's probably got a billabong or something near it. But yeah, so I thought there's a bit of intersectionality with True Crime Podcasts this weekend to kick us off. And now that everyone's tuned in, all, the, all our female listeners have tuned in for this, I do apologize because we are going to swiftly pivot away from true crime. Um, but first, I think let's just say I hope Kefu gives well. He is still in hospital and in critical condition. I haven't seen any reports saying that he's stable yet. So yeah, best wishes. And I think to violently pivot away from that, because we've got Phil, I thought... What a better, what a time to to discuss the some of the latest news around the NPC in the Mitre 10 sphere. So yeah, what's going on in the NPC? So, big news: Waisaki Noholo obviously debuted this weekend for Canterbury. Got a solid 40 minutes off the bench. Oh, is he moved to Canterbury now? Yeah, so after two years, two years of struggling to play. For the Tigers. He's a very light and outside back, so it makes sense. Yeah. I can't believe he's only 30. I, I, I mean, obviously he's had his injury problems, but just because it seems like he's been around for like much longer than that. Yeah, so he's 30 with 20, only 26 All Black tests as well. How many tries? Do you have the tries there? Um, no, I don't have tries on me. Nah, no, sorry about that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's, the tries are probably not far off 26 either. He was really good. Um, what else? Yeah. Um, so yeah, apparently and they're just highlighting how many injuries he had playing up north. <laughs> it's a, a shame. What? It's too, too cold, big. Your bones are brittle. Yeah, apparently so. Had appendicitis at one point. Oh no, and N was appendicitis. So yeah, he's based. I don't know why half this article is actually about N was injury now as well. They're just leaning into N was appendicitis. <laughs> I think he's also coming back from injury. Oh, okay. So he's. There's an, um, 
There's actually some interesting news. Uh, injury cover as well. So another sort of old hat. Uh, Julian Sevilla apparently lined up at 13 this weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't see any news about how well he did there, but I don't think he, he, he yellow, played. He played. So in France, he played. In France, I saw him playing 12. Look, so, 12. Yeah, you can imagine. yeah, so I, I don't know if that was a, if that was like a, a one-off sort of thing. But to be honest, I could I could see him as a twelve. Yeah, like that's I think that's a fairly sort of yeah, no, consistent like big wing career a, trajectory. You go, you get a, old as a wing, and then you become. A, a but I mean, to me, to me, he's more of a twelve than a thirteen, actually. Yeah, so if you know, if you're putting him in. Yeah, so like uh, injuries that forced him into 13, mostly to cover Vince Arsa's injury, m- most recent injury. Um, but yeah, he was playing in that game where Wellington were 34-8 um, up, and then he got a yellow card, and then they lost 43-37. So he was the defensive glue, is what you're saying? Yeah, he was the glue that kept it all together. In is he, is Julian Sevilla New Zealand's answer to look on your arm? Oh, <laughs> it's not. That is a plot twist I did not expect. <laughs> Just, there we go. Someone tag Squid Rugby that he can sort of an- analyze. <laughs> um, there's also, is this Wellington related as well? I think so. Um, Tuivasa Shek switching from league to union. So apparently he's lining up to play his first union match next weekend for Auckland, not Wellington. Sorry. Uh, they're playing against Bay of Plenty, but t- coaches have been discussing how he's they're taking it week by week, and that he's got a secret weapon. Who wants to guess who's giving him personal tutoring lessons on how to play Union? Sonny Bull. No, he's got work to do. He's working for Stan. He can't come give personal coaching lessons here. He's, he's, he's in the media now, Ben. Come now, be serious. Honor. Yeah, so it's Tana and apparently Dan Carter, both of them sort of giving him double co- double tutoring uh, special how, time. How did you guys how did you guys just know that? Yes. Complete guess. Who are two famous all blacks living in Auckland? Yeah, like what if we were the yeah, we were the two like, that hang around well, the blues so, coaching stuff. To be honest, you turn over a rock in Auckland, you find a famous all black though. <laughs> There are only like 12 people in New Zealand, guys. Like, oh, maybe that. Yeah. Well, the, the, I think that 12 people in New Zealand actually tracks according to if we look at how many people were at Eden Park this weekend. All 12 of them were there watching the rugby. Yeah, well, that, that was really weird how empty it was. Huh? Yeah. Was it, were they allowed to be 100% capacity and they just didn't yeah, sell so, the tickets? So apparently yeah, they just, like the promoters just but, 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 fucked it badly, essentially. But apparently there were twenty five thousand tickets sold. Yeah. But like people just couldn't be fucked to show up for whatever reason. But also the, I the think the weather was shit and like there was transport issues. But still, like it's so yeah, bad. But, what transport but it, what... issues are there? They're a first world country. They don't have like bus strikes to worry about. Like no, but Auckland's a fuck up. Auckland's like a public transport nightmare. Like all they can, all they have to. Eden Park is Auckland. Eh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Auckland's apparently like a fucking transport nightmare. It's like, I suppose Cape Town essentially to that extent. 
Like it's just this no, jammed, but... like sprawl of a city that grew up and grew yeah. too big without any sort of proper infrastructure planning. Yeah, that sounds like Cape Town. <laughs> yeah, and then chuck a mountain in the middle to make everything <laughs> yeah. more. Um, so the, the other the other thing with this is that are people just over watching Australia get dicked on? I mean. Because one of the things they said was that because it was in Auckland for two weeks in a row, like everyone want, was excited for last week, and then they went and saw New Zealand won, and then yeah, they're yeah, just then. not as keen to see it two weeks in a row. So yeah, I mean, Same team also like ticket prices from what I saw were like, I don't know what they're like normally, but I mean, they were, they said they ranged between eighty to two hundred and twenty dollars. Prices. Which yeah, if you do like rands, that's like. That's like fucking what we were paying for. The, that's essentially like for the Lions tickets. Lions yeah. tickets, yeah, essentially that was Lions tickets pricing for us. Test Lions test tickets, not even. Like... I think we yeah, but I mean, I mean how cheap yeah, but I mean, ah, but I mean, that's the, the thing. Yeah, Everyone complains how expensive they are. Price, freaking tickets yeah. need to be priced for our market though. Like you yeah. know, our buying power is not the same. Or at least, <clears throat> sorry, salaries levels are not the same. Yeah. It does have to adjust for that. Yeah, but it's but, still but like it, it, class it, people who complain who it's like they have plenty and well. Yeah. yeah, but but it, in all fairness though, for Australia and New Zealand is probably the biggest test New Zealand's getting this year. Yeah. Yeah, because so if you go at this rate, it doesn't look like. Oh, we're officially not play. going. Yeah. And have have they yeah. done and made that announcement? I don't think so yet. Not from what I've read. Yeah. I but think yeah, right that's... now it's penciled in for Australia, yeah. Okay. Oh, hectic, okay. So yeah, this was essentially New Zealand's last test until, I suppose, November if someone comes to tour them. And then that's not a new November thing. Yeah. No, so, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you've got to try and milk people once... But yeah, you know, like I think we've talked about this loads, but my, my theory on this is fill the stadium for free and then pump people on like food and drink and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like seriously, yeah. just, just just get get people in the stadium and then be, you know, and then essentially run the thing like a bar. Yeah. Like just get 60, 70 bars at the stadium, like kind of pop up, you know, cheap bars and mm. you just you milk it, you make sure everyone has like five, six beers, three hot dogs, and you, you make money like that, like you use the people in the stadium to make money, you don't get money from people coming into the stadium if you don't. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, look, you're definitely not going to make less money by selling, you know, if you, because currently they're sitting at what, 10, 15% in South Africa if they're lucky, and if you make that 80%, you'll, you know, at worst you'll be in the same position you were financially by, you know, the bar sales, etc. But yeah, if you do well, it smartly, you could make it way more. Yeah, yeah, because because I, I guess so. The thing is, South Africa is still mainly full Springbok tests at least. Yeah, we de- it's yeah. Our problem is, I think. It uh, I, de- still... I definitely well, our problem is COVID. Yeah. But no, but I mean, <laughs> when I say our problem, I, I'm looking like two years back, like our, our historic it's... problem. Yeah. Yeah, our historic problem. New Zealand's also pretty shit. Like if you look at the NPC attendances there, they really struggle even with you know. But do, do you know what South Africa's other problem is? Most of our stadiums are massive. Yeah. Yeah, it would, it would do us like a lot we, better to we, be playing this We don't game. have any sort of 15,000-seater stadiums, which is like yeah. the UK has loads of those. Yeah, like that's basically, playing, right? Yeah. Like Saracens, I think, are the only team that actually play in a proper size stadium. 
I think even theirs is small. Like it's uh, the one. Like obviously, they play thirty thousand seat or whatever. Yeah, they play finals and stuff at Twickenham, but all the teams have very small stadiums, and the atmosphere is so much better. But yeah, it's it, like they wouldn't be able to fill out Ellis Park or Newlands probably. This this is what I want the actually you guys are all from Cape Town. You would get the, but I I want the Lions to move out of Ellis Park. I want them to build something in sort of the the northern suburbs. So close to the. Don't, yeah. don't you think most of the fan base comes from like the East Rand? Would you rather cl- go closer to like Monument side? No, but I don't like people from there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, ben specifically Lions wants one close to his folks place, so he doesn't yeah. have to drive far. The Uber's cheap from his folks place. I, 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 I feel unsafe watching with me when people have too many tattoos. <laughs> so, so no, what you're no, saying no, is no, you don't no, want no, to either, either way. Then, so, so you either go, either put it like in Boxburg or whatever, or put it like in Four Ways. Yeah, but I think where 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 does currently just doesn't doesn't work, bro? But I mean, I know they have too... they played some of like the they used to play some of the Vodacom Cup or, or that competition at like the Bill Jardine Stadium, I think it is, and that's quite up north somewhere. I'm not sure exactly yeah. where it is. But no, definitely, I do think it's not a bad idea because I mean, fuck, imagine the Storm is trying to fill Cape Town Stadium or okay, the Sharks don't too, do too badly on big events at Growth Point, but like. On actual big days, and they also on some of their more mid mid of the middle of the season, they do also struggle. I think, and fuck, even Loftus hasn't looked that great lately. Did you think? That, but I think this is just a trend lately. Like, I don't know maybe it's just easier to sort of entertain yourself. But I remember at at uni, like whenever we went to go watch Stormers play, it wasn't packed, but it was always 80 percent full. Yeah, I mean, I think Newlands and uh, Cape, like Western Cape or Stormers, whatever the team is, uh, yeah. either Stormers or Western Province, they're one of the better teams, even in like uh, shit times when the team's not doing so well. It's yeah, I think always they, been relatively full. Yeah, Whereas they, if you look at like the Bulls and the Lions, even the Sharks, to be honest, when things aren't going well, like the stadiums look properly empty, whereas Newlands has never been that bad. Yeah. Well, we all, I guess we'll see if they can carry it too. Cape Town Stadium. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be tricky to see, actually. That's what I'm curious to see. I mean, so there should be that really first bit of excitement, you know, like everyone's like, oh, it's new, we need to try it out. So mm. they need to just but, capitalize on that. Yeah, I think that the issue with Cape Town Stadium is, I mean, the transport to and from is also going to be very different relative to what it was at Newlands. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's sort of set up, though. There's a lot of like park and ride, and yeah, but it's a chore, like. But it's, but it's not this, you know, it's not as easy as it was or as. I suppose established as as the the routes to say yeah uh, new for for a large can, chunk of the fan base. Can can you walk there? Can I walk to Edmonton? Yeah, it's for for me it's about three k's. Very yeah. chill. I mean I've yeah. yeah I've walked back from tens enough times. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that's a hard walk back, but it, it's doable. No, it's uphill as well. I should. No, no, I'm on the the sea the beachfront, so I'm flat the whole way. Oh, oh just bring fun. your canoe. You can just canoe <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, one more piece of NPC news before we move on. Uh, <laughs> Why are you so hard on NPC tonight? Because we've got Phil. I mean, I thought I'd pre- Phil appreciates <laughs> a, a bit of a Aotearoa yeah. domestic league news. I'm catering <laughs> to us. Been spoken about on this part. Like, since started, yeah, yeah, no context. People must be so confused, man. They don't come <laughs> here for NPC news. 
no, to be all fair, it's like there's not much else besides actually digging into the games. Like this is the no, only sort true. of. Australia did bloody ghetto law. I'm that's getting huge. there. That's why I said I'm getting. I'm building up to the con- <laughs> the controversial. That's why I'm doing like the little meat and potatoes, little like is appetizer it, news bits as well. I'm getting is meat and potatoes only an not? appetizer in your house. Cooking technique now as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Matt gives you like full roast dinner. Like you know when everyone else is serving chips. That bucket of water around it's like a roasted up. Slicing it off, yes, for you. Um, anyway, so like I was saying, Adam's favorite ginger loose forward from Canterbury is out for the season. So Cullen Grace, after getting a, or what was on the cusp of a test recall last weekend, has been confirmed that he sustained a season-ending shoulder injuries last in last season, uh, last weekend's game. So yeah, and just also because Adam's not around, I thought I'd also mention one of his favorite players just getting fucked, and he won't hear about it, and we can all joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. I think he's a few places behind because even someone like Hoskins Satutu is not even in the All Black squad at the moment. Yeah. No, I think he was most probably going to be. He's going to be like he was most probably like injury cover for injury cover for injury cover. Yeah. As Scott Robinson. Just, he was just so disappointing this season. Like he hasn't pushed on. Yeah. Um, you you always wonder like that if someone has a breakthrough season you like and then they sort of dip you like and then Adam picks oh, what what happens Ben is someone gets a breakthrough season Adam picks them in fantasy and then next season's fucked like you don't want to have pick, Adam, Adam picks them for like four years like yeah. he had like yeah. least he had like three good games and he is like tattooed on Adam's forehead like <laughs> he's so to him. yeah no shame. Um, yeah, so I just thought I'd bring that up, and then Ben. Uh, we can we can also while, while we're in New Zealand, we can talk about Damien McKenzie leaving. Oh shit! Yes, that that is also news that he's apparently looking for. Where where's he going? Was he just said I'm going, going to Japan? Yeah, Japan. He's, yeah. he's uh, going to Bird and Barrett's former team, so they're pretty much like swapping places. Okay. Santori. Oh, fair enough. I, I feel yeah. that's a good. That's, that's a fair a trade. I mean, Bird and Barrett for Damien like, McKenzie. Like for like, like. Place. Mm-hmm. You feel like. Uh, Damien McKenzie in, J- in Japan is just going to have so much fun. <laughs> He's just going to well, run this, everything. This is, this is what I was thinking because he got hit a, he got a few big hits in that game. I was like, this must be, this might be the last time he gets tackled in about three years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Sure. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, no shame. But so um... no, but that that is that is because who else announced they were leaving? Well, Lamapi left. Um, McKenzie's couple... gone. Um, I hope he's already gone. I mean, he's in France yeah. and training. Yeah, no, I see he's left. I think there are a couple uh, Boucher. of... Boucher's leaving the Chiefs. The Chiefs are le- losing... A, that's a couple of big players for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's because they have a shit coach. <laughs> shit. Oh, no one sh- wants Gatlin to come back. Ben, yeah. speaking of shit coach, I've got the, the next story I've got lined up for this is right up your alley. Yeah, no, I saw it. I'm not happy. Yo, it's a good thing Adam's not here, guys. We're not even past... New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> We're not even finished with domestic New <laughs> well, Zealand we, rugby. We, 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 we gotta go to Australia next, though, Matt. No, no, no. I've got, I've got <laughs> Lions Tour news okay. first, and then Australia, Ben. Fuck. But the Lions Tour's done. We beat those fuckers. We no, we beat it. those fuckers, but then Finn Russell just in the media was like, yeah, Gatlin's a shit coach. <laughs> I don't understand why we kept doing the wrong tactics. <laughs> okay, can, can, I just, can I just say, it all... Finn Russell did get the back line moving, okay? Yeah. Which was good. 
for any more points though. No. Yeah, I was having this conversation with someone else the other day, the same, and they were talking about how yeah, Russell would have been so different. I'm like, they scored the same number of tries with Russell there as they did with yeah, Bigger. And they, and they broke the line as many times as well, like, you know, which was almost zero. Like, yeah, they like, weren't like any Ru- more effective. Russell just made them kind of look more interesting really, at what they were doing. They looked really yeah, good like, going like, sideways. Yeah, yeah, they, they just made them look sort of frantic, making meters, like, irrelevant meters in the field. Like, yeah. Good, good for them, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, that, I guess that is probably Russell. true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just at least looking like you're trying something different rather than just trying to grind it out. Where you're yeah. not going yeah. to like grind it out against the Springboks, they're going to. Yeah, I, I think obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah. try trying to beat the Springboks at their own game was ultimately a bit stupid. But I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a better strategy than trying to beat the Springboks with the All Blacks game when you're not the All Blacks, because that's really the only other alternative. Yeah. You know, like if they were, it, even if let's say they play Russell and they do those flary fun things, it, it's not going to come off because they're not as big and strong and physical and skillful as New Zealander. But they are going to drop it at least as often as the Kiwis do, yeah. and we're, we're just going to get free tries off that. So there's, you know, they, the only way that the chance they had was playing a pragmatic. Gatland approach. You know, that's the only thing that's come close to beating us apart from the All Blacks in the last couple of years when we've played, you know, actually properly. Yeah. I think to be fair to Finn Russell, they actually created a few opportunities, but then they just like fucked up their two on one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I that's what I'm trying to say. Is it like yeah, they, they they're not going to execute yeah. the skill level okay. that uh, that the All Blacks? But do, may, you know? Ben, how about this? And if they had Finn Russell playing flat, what expansive Finn Russell rugby from Test One? By test three, maybe they might have picked up something a bit better result-wise. No, but the, the thing is as well, not so much Finn Russell, because considering how he plays, he's relatively consistent. But all players like that shit the bed occasionally. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so hypothetically, you, pay, you play Finn Russell, he shits the bed test one. You one no down. Second test, you put a fly-off, you could have put Moanga at fly-off, and South Africa would have would have won there, yeah. Because you know they 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 were they were in a mood. Then third test, well third test they had Finn Russell and they didn't win. So. But the, and they didn't even start him. So like because yeah. like you say he he has the um you know you the know, either, sort of effect. Yeah. So you'd rather have him coming off the bench as your plan B almost. But obviously they were just pushed into bringing him on in the first ten minutes. But they didn't exactly yeah, which, trust which I, I think also probably worked in their favor because I reckon if he came on with 20 minutes to go, he would have just gone all full on crazy trying to like chase the game. Yeah. The fact that he had 70 minutes, he could kind of be a bit more uh, prudent, I suppose, yeah. and play the right things. Um, yeah. But yeah, the key thing is that he didn't create any more space and they didn't break the line any more than they did previously. You know, and the stuff that they when they did, they either fucked it up or we shut it down. You know, like even that two on one that everyone goes on about, like. Kubus Reinach was covering. He was two meters on the inside with a meter head start. Like, Kubus Reinach, the fastest man on make... the field, Ben. Don't laugh. <laughs> like, he he can't cover any spot on the field because he's a little gay. Matt, 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 Matt. hundred percent stepped inside. Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> are you are you aware Kubus Reinach's dad was a springbok? <laughs> a springbok, you said. I thought he was a sprinter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he, he was, was a sprinter, sprinter on the wing. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, I got there. There we go. So I, I saw someone end. tweet the other day. It's like you do know it is possible to praise Corbus Corbus Ryanak without mentioning that his dad was the Springbok. 
I mean, I saw um, Rugby even shared a video though of his dad playing, and it was quite impressive to be fair. Fucking hell, like, but yes, like, 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 I'm just a Jeff Marling of South African commentary. You you know, when people are like, oh, what it may be they were, but when someone says, like, oh, Frick Dupree was so good, or they just name some random like Afrikaans, and I'm like, and I'm like, maybe, but realistically, they were probably playing. Like amateur levels. A lower, le- a lower level than Varsity Cup. In comparative terms, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and you know what? And may- maybe they had, you know, they had untapped potential. And they could have been. But, you know, when people try into, like, 1970s rugby players in debates, comparing them to today- today's rugby players, you're like, you can't even compare because those guys were never, never had a chance to get to their best even. Mm. Yeah, and even and even if they if they were at their best, the opposition were not not the opposition you play against today. So it's like yeah, yeah, and they so shared twenty back, kilos per man. <laughs> so Ben, how how far how far back are we allowed to go back in this legends discussion? Like, if you want to discuss this, like two thousand, like mid two thousands, at least professional, I, right? No, well, obviously I professional, think, but yeah. I push, I'd think pushing the, the a hard cutoff bit. has to be at least ninety five, but yeah, should, probably then, should be a bit later. I would say yeah, but sort of I, 10 I, years I, after that. Well, Squid, Squid said 2019 Japan would be 2003 England. Okay. Which is that's, fair. that's a big call. Like, the English pack was, like, their strength. Like, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but I, I, think, I think that that's his point, because, like, strength is relative. Yep. Yeah, to, because to have a soft pack, yeah. Because I would probably say... 95 Springboks would lose to modern-day Italy. Is Parise playing or no? No, no Parise. It is. It's a tight match. They got got Garbisi and... um, What's that other flank? What about... Pellegri. Is Pellegri playing? Yeah, yeah, they got got Garbisi and Pellegri. Okay, no, it's fair. Okay, Okay. yeah, then Italy definitely wins. (laughs) I think they get smashed. No, no, but but, I mean, that's, that's, I would say, the the level no but i'm not saying those, i'm not saying those guys weren't good in that, that time and they're not i'm not saying they weren't talented i'm just saying rugby has changed so much so it's yeah like, i mean the professionalism level is just you know completely different the research the anal- the analysis the defensive systems the mm-hmm. nutrition the training like it's you can't compare them realistically at all it's like comparing like, apples just like from... you can't compare an, an olympic athlete today to an olympic athlete from the 90s they wouldn't even make the semis in any event you know it's the same well, it's the... exactly the same thing but, but this is and if anything they... the olympians were way more professional in the 90s <sighs> than the rugby players were you know so the gap's but, even bigger yeah. what do they do for swimming they say the slowest semi-final time in the previous olympics is the qualifying time in the next olympics yeah like so, it's, you know, it's constantly it's pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Ben, before we move on to Australia, just one last piece of Lions news, and that is that even apparently on the battlefield, love can bloom, and that apparently Stuart Hogg has admitted to a burgeoning friendship with Owen Farrell. You know, the man who's just I've never seen smile except for that one time. I think time. I genuinely just vomited in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, it's the weirdest like, article to have read, to have stumbled yeah. upon, headline and article to have stumbled upon. That apparently they've been on like three <laughs> lines twist together, and now they're, now the hog's like, yeah, um, we kind of mates. Like, you, after like 12 years of playing together technically. Do you think when hog, hog tries to get back into Scotland, it's going to be fucked off, you prick? <laughs> Take a walk. Do you think by mates, he's just like, now he is actually like re- replies to his group messages in the WhatsApp, or like he'll send a rude meme about Farrell, and like he's that kind of mate? I don't know. I don't know. They don't go. I suppose it just comes straight up ignoring him. <laughs> my 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 vibe with the Lions tour is like, I don't. Whenever I read anything, it just seemed like forced. Yeah. So this one is like, yeah, think... yeah, we're having fun. It's like, no, you're fucking not. You fucking <laughs> your coach. Your coach is a knob. Owen Farrell's on your team. Come on. Yeah, man. Totally yeah. Like, like no matter how many times people say Owen Farrell's actually a nice guy off the field, like I'm, I'm just not gonna buy it. He just, you know, he comes across as a massive. To, to be fair, if you watch the the behind the scenes highlights from the under twenty World Cup when he was in his first year, so this was eleven years ago and he was a child, but like he did actually seem to have a personality and have some fun then. Yeah, um, before think, he became the dour, sour person we know today. I think that's <laughs> mostly uh, because his father just never acknowledged him at a professional like, level. So he just yeah. <laughs> lost all love. No, 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 but, but, but you, you know someone like Tiger Woods, yeah. who's given up so much for the sake of becoming the ultimate professional. Yeah. You, but, but, but for him, it's worked. You know, he's won accolades, he's made millions, blah, blah, blah. What's Farrell got? Like... Earl's got a reputation for slamming people in the head with his shoulder. Yeah. He won won the championship. He captained captained Saracens that season. They got relegated. Yeah. But I mean, what's he done? He's he's won the championship. He's won the Heineken Cup a couple of times. Probably won the premiership. He hasn't? He's probably won Uh, a Six Nations or two. Six Nations. Yeah. I mean, like... He's had Drawn one of each. He's had one of each Lions results. He had a win, a loss, a win, a draw, and a loss in order with Gatland. Because he's been on three tours. Yeah, but I mean, his first tour was he was he starting? I don't think he would have been starting in that one. Twelve years ago, I don't think Farrell was starting. I just no, really want the... the Lions to get a good coach for next tour because someone. There we yeah, go. Uh, but... Can well, you hear me? The only one record... I'm more than likely I'm the only one recording, so that's fine. But it's the recording is still going, so don't stress. Oh, I just had fine. that classic power oh. surge that I normally have. Um, Good. Yeah, so Rudolf Strauli, do you want to jump into that quickly before we ca- tackle the big news of Australia, Ben? Or do you just want to ignore the fact that the Lions have just <sighs> consistently made incredible they... choices in light of what the Sharks keep doing? Yo... God, like the sharks are just making everyone else look fucking shit, eh? Do you know I would I would hate being a province fan at this point and looking at, at what the the investments and stuff's doing to the sharks and knowing you just pissed that away because you're because of the the clubs or whatever bullshit the excuses. Yeah, but look, I'm, it's as a as an Eastern Cape fan, I'm just laughing in general as everyone but the sharks <laughs> just burns down around me. I'm just like, oh, I mean, you're at, all at gonna join me at my looking... level. Yeah, Bulls are looking pretty re- prepared for go, you know going up north, but the Lions and Stormers just yeah. They've done. I mean, they're not even the top four of the of the Curry Cup. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, the same Lions. Uh, no, the I mean the Stormers. They just drew to the Pumas, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's for the last ever game, apparently. No defense required. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry, how many times have they played their last ever game at units? <laughs> at least four now. Yeah, this is, yeah, I was going to say, this is probably the fourth time. Um, yeah, shit. So, yeah, Rudolph's Charlie going to the Ligma Lions. And well, what, 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 what role is he there? Coach. Right he's now he's, the he's CEO at the moment, isn't he? Or president CEO. or something? Yeah, and now, now he's saying he wants to coach, and he hasn't coached, I think, since uh, like No, yeah, didn't yeah. he coach up north? Didn't he, I like, don't think so. Because like, no like... he, he was so disgraced that I think he went, like, you know, become became a businessman type of guy. Oh, I don't shit. think he coached at all. Sounds, sounds like a solid plan. Just Also, if your CEO wants to go coached i mean that's a salary cut surely so that's terrifying that should be worrying news for like the lions fans like what the fuck's your ceo but willing to do that that's all that's awesome maybe with that that money saver we can get Bowden barrett <laughs> maybe sure he'll want he'll want to come play in yeah <laughs> the northern suburbs ben Yo, like, yo, we're not going to attract him playing at ellis park but maybe you know if you could you know set up a nice sort of semi-detached in Monte Cassino, you would like it. I don't know, fair enough. Um, yeah. Could be possible. Um, speaking of players of playing abroad, playing their trade abroad, so after Australia's just, what is it, the 19th fucking loss in a row of, Bledis, of the Bledisloe Cup, like annual, yeah. 19, the 19th time they've lost the Bledisloe Cup, Cup in a row, they've now been calls for and obviously defenses of the fabled Gitto law so well no but hasn't it happened now they've officially scrapped it i don't know if they scrapped it or not campese there's an article here saying campese wants stupid Gitto law scrapped immediately so i think it's on the books to get scrapped i don't know if i it think has. it has i thought it has been officially scrapped has it officially? I think so. okay i good. think they're, they're, still, they're still talking about it but it pretty much has yeah. it pretty much scrapped so they've, they've agreed but, yeah. So Campisi, I think Guinea and Guinea are sort of two of the sort of loudest voices for scrapping it, and Mortlock being one of the loudest. So when I'm I'm just saying like old old heads, for who's sort of backing on what side of the camp. Sterling Mortlock is saying that no, and Ben Darwin, sorry, are both against keep are both for keeping it against for scrapping it. So. For those who don't know, Gitto's law, named after Matt Gitto. How many tests is it? It's like it's a high number, isn't it? Sixty, I think. It's like sixty, yeah. yeah. So you need to you need sixty Australian caps to be able to be eligible for Australian selection while playing while not playing in the domestic league in a domestic league. So you can go play overseas if you've got sixty caps. So. They want to scrap that, or maybe they're going to lower it to something. Maybe that's why they're still arguing about it instead of scrapping it completely. Yeah. Lower it. Um, <coughs> yeah. Well, what, what, whatever they do, like, like they're two sort of arguments. Like, well, some people are saying on Twitter actually it won't make their team significantly better. Yeah. Well, basic... people, Alex. I agree with that. Yeah. So they'll basically pull Skelton. Um, Skelton, Rory Arnold. Rory Arnold. There, there was talk of folks like Mac, Mac, what's his name? McMahon. Sean McMahon, McMahon. Karevi. 
Yeah, okay, but but I think their loose forwards are fine, to be honest. Like, I don't think... No, exactly, they don't... Yeah, I mean, McCall's great, they, but they don't, that's not where they're weak at the moment. No, my feeling in general is that it's not personnel that's their issue. They just need experience, you know? It's a bunch of raw youngsters. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, they just need what, five years together. But this is what we were saying last week, though. But you can kind of cheat that system a bit if you do kind of sprinkle a few very experienced guys amongst yeah. them to kind of learn yeah. and stuff. But they don't really have well, like, that. You know. Well, potentially though, if you had, but not really. Uh, though, Arnold, could... Arnold, and Skelton would make a difference, but you know, otherwise you've got someone like Kirby. No, no, but Arnold, is he gonna be Arnold better than Skelton... Yeah, Arnold and Skelton to me would make like a playing difference. Mm. They would improve the team, no doubt. But I don't know if they would improve Australia in the long term. Yeah, I suppose they're not old enough heads to be veterans. Well, then again, neither was Fuffer yeah, when he brought him back. But yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but, but I, no, also think, I, I also think it might be in response to what South Africa's doing because they've seen how what a success we've made of it. Yeah, but I also think what we... We had a much bigger player drain. You know, I mean, we had, what, 350, 400 players. They've only got 100. So, but so also, yeah. I think... What... Well, also, like, like we... Yeah, we've well, we've got a domestic yeah. league though, that, as well that sort of feeds the player drain as well like we produce a shit ton more players than they do at the very yeah. base of it is basically the point yeah I like mean, we actually have super... like a, a tier like this between super rugby and like club rugby which they don't and, and even their super rugby is already like uh you know can't compare with new zealand super rugby so if this happens and people are less incentivized to stay yeah they, their teams are going to become even worse and especially because they've kept all five teams they're just going to get even more diluted and they'll like struggle to beat the Hurricanes on a good day. Yeah, yeah I suppose well, they, they don't have the, the replacement pathways where we, like we do. Like We've lost yeah. all of our senior guys, but we have a billion good guys coming from Paul, so our, our yeah. local team's still have chock full of talent. Yeah, but if they okay. lose the guys they currently have, you know, then they're paying, bringing in literally children because there's no one else well, left. The, you know? It's not like the, they have the, this huge like city to pull from and yeah. talent. like. Cool. And even their kids, they have to compete with the other codes to make sure they either stay in rugby or are drawn to rugby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't have that issue. But also, also yeah, no one's gonna go play water polo in South Africa. You know, fuck a water polo. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's a, there's also the argument though that because South Africa's, for whatever reason, we, we don't count as foreign players in the Premiership currently. Yeah. So so that me so that means like it's far there are far more South Africans overseas effectively even as a percentage of our sort of our rugby playing base. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna solve a whole lot of problems. I think it might help a bit. It's gonna plug a hole for like half a season in Australia. Like maybe they'll look a bit better than they actually are against sides like us. They'll yeah, look a little better than against us because they'll be picking up. A lot more physical guys and they'll also look better against argentina maybe but if they have to play new zealand again it's not going to fuck all yeah it's not the reason they've lost 19 or whatever match it is but I, I was i was actually i guess we could chat about this when we talk about the games but the way australia let's put it this way australia's weakness is new zealand yeah. New Zealand's good, which you know no one can take that away. But the way they play, kind of, 
over-exaggerates how good they are when they play Australia. Because Australia kind of are just loose enough. They just make enough errors. Their forwards just aren't strong enough to really bully the New Zealanders. So Australia really kind of get punished sort of disproportionately against New Zealand. And that's unlucky because they play New Zealand three times a year. Mm. Like, like no, no other two teams play each other that often, that consistently. I mean, no, to, be fair, to be fair to all the Auckland people who didn't go, you know, and watch, there is that too, that this match is so often frequent that it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and it's so yeah. one-sided all the time. Yeah, and the, you do watch, watch, of... watch Australia. Watch Australia lose. Uh, in, New Zealand lose bloody three now. Yeah. I mean, it happens, right? Like uh, even in, and, with shit Australian teams, they just randomly win a match every now and then. Um, can we just? Yeah, and, oh. and and then every and then everyone's gonna like forget about this. Oh, Australian rugby's great again. Let's yeah, go. we've won one oh, game. Do you know what we didn't talk about? How that open fucking letter thing to do away with substitutes. Oh Christ! Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was wondering if that was gonna get talking. come up. Yeah, Joe, so, I don't know if you need to as much airtime. Because I mean, it come it came up after the World Cup. I think we did discuss it in the, after the World Cup, and then again, classically, another Northern Hemisphere side lost dramatically against South Africa. So they're obviously calling for it again. Where they think that replacing sort of players who are fit uh, with more fit players is now suddenly going to kill someone as opposed to someone playing until they're fucking exhausted and there's no nothing left in the tank and them taking yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I thought the whole logic was substitutes were there to prevent injuries because yeah. I thought they'd done the maths and people playing for 80 minutes were more likely to get injured than people who, you know, play for like 50 minutes. Or yeah, but I mean, this is literally just um, South Africa learned how to use substitutes first better than anyone else so now we must complain about it in a letter yeah yeah like so i mean eddie someone's... jones has been talking about his finishes for for years and years and they never complain about it. it's now just that our bench is stronger than their bench now they're upset yeah we've managed to yeah, put together pretty much so yeah so essays worked out that you need actually not a first 15 squad team you need a first 23 and yeah so basically by sort of building a team of 23 players instead of 15 and then a bench now, now it's, all it's not like we've only been trialing these bench players for like the last five or so years you know benches yeah. have been around since whatever since yeah but it's only now that since, since we've been we, watching yeah, at least since we bloodied no northern hemisphere noses not twice quite exactly. dramatically for that no, no, no. <laughs> so someone was tweeting about this like basically when england's doing well Rugby's in a great place. Oh, mm. the game's doing so well. As soon as England's getting dicked on a bit, oof, the, the game's in a decline. We're in a problem. We we got we got to change something up now. Yeah. Like, no, who who was wrote that article? I think it was that South African living in Australia just talking about how, I mean, he was referring to Gatlin, but I think it's a, you know, a greater point is that the Northern Hemisphere English unions effectively control. Mm. world rugby they created the world rugby system that yeah. plays in their favor they control the media and the narrative so that's why when it's good as ben was saying it all works hunky-dory and as soon as it breaks like remember when italy did that rock stuff against england they changed the law the next week yeah. because oh god forbid someone be cheeky and beat england or yeah. you know do something against england but i mean like how many times have the southern yeah. hemisphere guys been talking about global seasons or anything to try and speed up the game on our side and it's just stonewalls from the northern 
And then, yeah. yeah then... In, 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 all, in all fairness, Italy did that, but the law did need a change. It was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> no, sure, but, but the point is they did do it. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs used to do it. The Chiefs famously did it for, like, seasons at Super Rugby level, but no one cared then. But the second year, Italy, as and pointed out, Italy did it to Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones was probably watched it happen at Super Rugby for how many years and had a laugh and enjoyed it. Like, ah, oh, this is such a clever idea. The second his team faced it, he was like, well, fuck, this isn't fair. No, it's yeah, but, but that, that's sort of, that's what we were saying with Rossi being a disruptor. But like... that's also, I was going to say, this is exact sort of the underlying point behind Rossi's video is basically they, they got told oh, the rules are we follow the Six Nation rules and yeah. fuck your systems. That's the system and you find out on the day of tournament that it's that's the protocols and systems we use and it's not a tournament that you were involved in so good luck reading what they are up quickly and that's that was sort of at the heart of what his 62 minute video was actually about sort of besides just all the pointing out of what mistakes the refs have made like the heart of it was like guys you can't just come here and, and impose a system on us and then think it's going to work mm. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, so let's quickly cover the games. Or uh, when I say quickly, we cover them at the pace we cover them. Um, so seeing as we started with this one, the first, Bledisloe 2, the decider. Um, so David Avili scoring a late try to ruin Alex's 50-22 new rule joke, meaning that... <laughs> and yeah, so it was now 57-22... Sure. Um, who wants to say something about this game? I missed it. This was the morning of after my wedding, so I wasn't in, in much shape to, to watch much of this game at all. Um, I, I don't think the scoreline was reflective of the difference between the teams. So like, I I so like was, last week as well. <laughs> I mean, no, there were two intercept were... tries, right? Yeah. 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 And the one, the one intercept try, I would argue, was perhaps a 14-point turnaround, actually. So which one? The Rico one? Yeah, the Rico one. But, I mean, yeah, he read would that Corbett, like a would, would, would Corbus Rynak have got him, man? I don't think so. <laughs> Although, Corbett was pulling him, hey? Yeah, Corbett was pulling him in. I was very impressed. But I don't know if Rico was just not hitting the gas. But, I mean, given how much they talk about how fast he is, I expected him to be clear. I was also yeah, impressed with Kurapiti. He also just like doesn't give up. I, I feel like even if he um even if he was way behind and had no chance, he'd still just try anyway. Just like right No, no. Away. Him him and Michael Hooper as well, they just like they like so many times like Cooper like the New Zealand guy would go over the try line and Hooper would just like dive on him like two seconds later. Just because <laughs> he was momentum. just chasing chasing yeah. like unnecessarily like never give up, yeah. just the best the best terrier. But um, no. I mean, if you look at the possession from this game, I think Australia had a, more of the ball and quite a lot of the ball, but they just like um, either were stuck on New Zealand's line or New Zealand just giving away penalties. I thought New Zealand were really lucky not to get. Yeah, the they should got. They should got. No, they did get because Audi got a yellow, but. Yeah, but it seemed uh, like it was a while coming at least or something. My, so my father-in-law's watching, and um, Audi um, Audi gets a yellow card. And so I was watching on DSTV, 
and he was watching on French TV. So he was probably about, so for whatever reason, French TV is about 45 seconds ahead of DSTV. Okay. So, so I hear him shout, are you a yellow card? So I'm like, I'm like, who got a yellow card? He's like, Sinbin. I'm like, no. That's not his name. But obviously it came up with a picture of Arnie and it just said Sinbin underneath. He's like, no, Sinbin got the yellow card. I'm like, solid. Well done. Yeah. Uh, shame. No, I thought it was quite funny. Also, find it irritating that the French people get the TV first. Well, I mean, there was at one point. At one point, I was streaming through a VPN from Australia, uh, the the Lions games, and I was like almost a solid yeah, minute you're always or ahead two, of us. like a couple of minutes, like not even like forty-five seconds, like a solid minute or two ahead sometimes. Yeah, the DSTV now, I think, particularly is super slow. No. But yeah, um, I just I got one complaint about this bloody, bloody slow thing, and I think it's a bit of a dick move to do the presentation after the second. Yes, I know New Zealand's won, and like there's no way Australia can win, but to then give them the trophy with still one match to go just feels like a bit of like a, I don't know, like just like stomping on like a, an open wound or something. Like you don't need to be salting it that much. Like rather do it after all three games have played out. Like uh, in the Lions tour, had we had we won two the first two tests with the third test to go, we wouldn't have been getting our we wouldn't have been getting our medals after the second test. Trying to think, did we not in the? I'm trying to remember in 2009 what happened. It must be pretty. uh, I think you should because otherwise, you know, you've now got you get. Otherwise, you get the trophy after a potential loss, say, and that's way worse. That's I mean, what, yeah, maybe. Because that's what happened in because they played a B team and lost the third test. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> but I just feel like it's, it, as an Australian, it must feel like shit. Like, okay, cool, this is not done and dusted. You know they don't give a fuck about the third test. Because they're not even playing for that in case they get a blemish. Like no, that. no, but, but that's uh, uh, actually this way of doing Bledisloe is better because now the third test is rugby championship yeah so it's True. not completely pointless yeah because, yeah. because previous, previously what they did is they played their two rugby championships then they had Bledy 3 yeah and sometimes in like a random place like Hong Kong or Japan or something yeah so so this is like I think this is a better way to do it to be honest because at least something's on the line for the third one but they also a, a couple of the Australian players I mean, like you said, Hooper and Korobiti, they're always just giving 100%. But um, what's his name? McDermott looked pretty good, like just dangerous every time off the back of the ruck. And obviously he scored the one try. No, no, and McDermott, they always, uh, he's going to be a 100-cap Wallaby. Like, mm. He's good. No, definitely. I'm just he, glad yeah. they're, they're finally starting him. Because it seemed like it took a while for them to trust you know, him to start rather than mm. just as an impact player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, though. Like, you've got to kind of... I mean, he's, he's still fairly young and raw. Um, so, play your way into the side in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, he's been flaring. He's, he's, he's earned his spot. Are you guys surprised that uh, someone like Andrew Killaway can score two tries against the All Blacks? I feel like all of us were laughing when he uh, rejoined the Rebels. Like, no one wanted to put him in their draft team. <laughs> with fair reason. No. No, I think he ended up... I think oh, he played I was, one I, I, game I, for me, actually. He, he he scored he, but he scored his second one quite early. At when was it? Like fifty odd minutes. 
I can look it up for you quickly. No, because I, I remember seeing it, and then I, and I was like, shit, this game's open. I'm like, fuck, Kellaway might score a hat-trick against the All Blacks. 68 minutes, Ben. Okay, six, no, no, but even by then, like, you know, they're still, at that point, the game was wild. No, because yeah. after that was, after that was the Vili's <laughs> try, and that yeah, was it. No, but, yeah, but it was just wild. Havili, just no yeah, Havili scoring, only scored no. because Australia were trying to run it out of their own yeah. half, pretty much. Yeah. No, definitely, no, but, but I'm just saying, like, Kellaway's was the last, the but last how, thing how many people? Havili. How many people do you think have scored a hat-trick against the All Blacks? Irish today. One. Sure. <laughs> just out the, were you ready with that one for like, Phew. Okay, so 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 we gotta put uh I guess Amara Shubay was he wasn't an all time great, but he was good. I, yeah, I don't know anyone else his, off the top of my head. Just he was well, the only you one. All, you, we almost knew Andrew Killaway. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. To, to me, How many people have scored hat tricks against the all blacks? And not um, won the game. Not been, and not been picked by anyone in a draft side. <laughs> Three Springboks have scored hat tricks against the All Blacks. Park fact number 23. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think you and I both Googled the same thing. Uh, well, Habana got his playing for the Barbarians, and the other one was Ray Mort. So not too. I mean, one was quite recent, and then not super, super long ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and as for our Franco discussions, Bar- Ray Mort was cock. But, 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 ah, but Freno, yeah. Freno, not Franco. Ah, Freno, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading Same over it. Yeah. I don't know what we're even trying to say now. And then Severis apparently scored a hat-trick, so I think that doesn't count. Against the All Blacks? No, it doesn't. Only nine players scored hat-tricks against, um... New Zealand. So there's N Ball in Wellington. I don't know who he is. In 1932, 1978, some Australian or in Australia. Then 1897, 1925. Then Ray Mort in 1981. D Juni in 1992. Then someone to lose in 1995, playing for the French Barbarians. And then Maurice Joubert in Havana. Oh, this is interesting. So it's only. Only Maurice Joubert, Ray Mort, and G. Cornelson in 1978 that have scored hat-tricks playing in a test. So, wow. so I've got the list by national team. Of, so hat-tricks by national team. <laughs> so which team do you think has scored the most hat-tricks? Oh, New Zealand. I feel like if we say New Zealand, the most. QI buzzer's going to go off. No, it is New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. But I'm leaning into it. Okay, great. <laughs> how, many do you think, how many hat-tricks do you think New Zealand have scored? How many tests have they played? 400? So, 100, 100 hat-tricks. No, 30, 35. Fuck, for 75. 14. What? Crisis. Who do you want to guess? Is that's right? the most by a test nat- nation. Yeah. Hat-tricks by sure. national team. Who do you want to guess is... So, so who do you want to guess is third? Ah, uh, second. Sorry, second on this list. By nation. We're second. We're second. No, we're not. Uh, Australia? Australia's second. Suppose we didn't play test matches for like half a century. I can't believe that number's so low. That's so crazy. Australia's sitting on nine. And then after Australia is but if France with me, eight. And then <laughs> after France with seven this, is us. I, I'm so... I'm still convinced this is not right somehow. I mean, 
Will Jordan scored a hat trick, obviously, recently. Yo, I feel like this Will Jordan's gonna Will Jordan's gonna retire on more than fourteen hat tricks. Um, let's see. So, the first... there's only five players that have scored more than that. Sorry, only five players have scored a hat trick more than once. Yeah, so and they've the... all only scored two. So the the first Test hat trick was by a New Zealander called Craig Green in 1987. <laughs> I, I thought Wait. I thought his name his name was going to be like Charles Charles Hattrick when he invented scoring. <laughs> when he invented scoring <laughs> the hat trick. Yeah, because we can score more than twice. Yeah. So this is obviously oh, of, a, of a, like a professional era because this only counts. Oh, uh, okay. So only World Cups maybe. Uh, could be World Cup. Yeah, that's where I oh, World Cup yeah. And yeah. that was there was two in that same game. Imagine being the second guy in the same game there. Yeah, well, that's why the numbers so low. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then. Okay, that makes sense. Who do? Yeah. What country do you think's conceded the most rugby World Cup hat tricks? There's there is a link. There is a link. Yeah. Someone who's played a lot. Someone who's um, played Italy. a lot and is bad at rugby. <laughs> Italy. No. Uh, uh, worse than Italy. Uh, Although we might get in trouble for that. Yeah, I think we're in trouble for bringing that up. Scotland. Scotland. Namibia? There we go. Yes, Namibia. <laughs> <They've> <laughs> However, conceded. they have scored a hat-trick at least. So. Yeah. So they, they're sitting on a... they score a hat-trick again? They're sitting on a hat-trick. Wait, he played for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Tien Oh, no, but I think they're counting that as, as drop-goal hat-tricks. That list includes <laughs> drop-goal hat-tricks. <laughs> what kind of shit he listed? <laughs> Oh no, that's the best. Is Yanni De Beers on the list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the best list ever. They just made it up the rules. Does it include people who made three tackles as well? Oh, so. Oh, you get D5s and D3s. So five drops. Yeah. Oh. But do you what see. About, um, what about uh, Matt? Who's third, third from the bottom of the list, though? Um, un- <laughs> players. <laughs> under the players. Yeah. yeah, your boy. Yeah, your boy there, Ben. Kubis Reinex there. <laughs> oh, you got one. Yeah, you got the one on this one. One, yeah, this one. Fa- yeah. Fastest ever. Yeah. Yeah, because his dad's. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you do it so quickly. You can run to the dry line fast. <laughs> Let's see what more. What more can I dig out of hat trick chat here? Um, <laughs> guys, can we move on? Yeah, let's move on to what Sia Khaleesi has called a more physical game than any of the British and Irish Alliance tests, and that was the Springboks' 32-12 victory over Argentina. Yeah, he did. That scoreline's to... really familiar. Where's that scoreline from? I don't know. I'm sure I've seen 32-12 somewhere before. It's ringing a bell. So, yeah. What if I Google it? Yeah, Google it, see what comes <laughs> up. <laughs> List of oh, Rugby right, World Cup finals <laughs> one with scoreline 32 12. Um, just, just a direct quote from Khaleesi. It was a little bit more physical. Argentina give you challenges at the breakdown and are street smart in general play. It was all about who could conce- uh, execute better. Yeah, shame. That's, I like that he just. Then he just sort of poo-pooed the British and Irish lines, because they were they oh, were supposed no, to be well, quite a physical was... side. That, that's the thing. Like they were supposed to be a physical tour side, and then they're like, yeah, but the, the Argentinians were better at it than they were. 
That's because the Argentinians play more super rugby. True. Yeah, but in, in, especially, in all fairness, especially Benish, no, Benilla soon. But no matter how no matter how big and strong you are, if you don't give your player a proper run up, they're never going to be that physical. Yeah. Like like your average forward carry from a from a on the Lions tour, how how much space do you think they had before the defense hit them? Because it was all it was all off nine, so I feel like we've got both what? Phil and Andrew. They could live feed us the stat if they actually tried. Yeah, I mean, I think one Stop. of the most interesting that like they sometimes have post contact meters, which would also be interesting to see. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a very nice stat. So I that's enjoy the that one. one. The, I know the Northern Hemisphere loves that stat because Itoje tends to somehow pull off that stat quite well. Someone like Adi Sevier would be great at that. You know, just because mm. fights. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about that paint drive. Can you move your mic closer to your head again? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, let me see if I can find some player stats here. But yeah, let's see. But this is it'll obviously be the wrong stats because this will be rugby passes stats, and we all know those are notoriously fantastic. Yeah, no, no. but anyway, it was a more, it was a more open game, the Argentinian game. Mm, no, definitely, it was, it was a, I enjoyed watching it, I haven't. Well, I, I felt they also, like, Springboks did play a bit more rugby, because I think the defense wasn't as fast. Mm. Yeah. At the same time, like, Argentina definitely came to try play. Yeah. Basically, Arge the Argentina, like, lines with Finn Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Saying, I like, say, saying that it was still quite broken, like in, in terms of uh, when things started, when players started running, it came more from, um, I think, broken yeah. player up than face. But that's, but that's just test match rugby. I mean, even the All Blacks, you know, they attack yeah. from broken play. That's not, you know, this whole set piece dream that people have is not real. Mm. <laughs> also, that's not how rugby works. Also, is out of curiosity, I mean, considering the side that the Springboks played in that, like, that's also to be expected, like, a bit more broken play and not as structured. Because, I mean, we had, what, like, 12 changes or something stupid from the third test? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at the number of caps we'd shed, you know, it was a completely rookie team, effectively, apart from yeah. Yankees, really. That, that was, if, if the Lion Tour came through no COVID, blah, 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 and that was put out as the SAA side, people would be like, mm. yeah. That's no, that, side, yeah, but... minus like Kali like yeah. one or two names, but yeah. Yeah, so Khaleesi, Etzebeth, Lurt, and Yankees. The rest of that was an SAA side. Mm. And maybe Jesse Creel, just because he's been around long enough now. Um, now and, yeah, and, these days and, he's SAA. And, yeah. and, Joseph, and Joseph Dweber. Good, because he's the first choice hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ed, he is. You just don't realize it yet. He, he was pretty solid. I'm on board with that. He had a really good game. Yeah, he no, played that... at least as good as Bongi's played in, in the test. I mean, obviously, it was a less physical yeah. or less um, cauldron-y type game, yeah. but he played well. Yeah, he found I mean, his I lineups. Don't, I don't know if there was anyone who was like very disappointing. Maybe Willemse at the back. David Willemse, I yeah. was... Yeah, but no, no. But I think Willemse got inside he, his he, own he head dro more he, than anything. He, he, dro he dropped that one cold. But if you kind of forget about that, he just had like an average game. He gave away one or two penalties in the air and he like dropped... I felt I like he dropped more than just one. 
I mean, how many times did how many times has Villarreal also had off games and we've been fine keeping him? Yeah, back? no, that that's fair. That's fair. You Not do. even once. Probably being overly. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Phil. Come here. Yes, I forgot. I'm just, your trigger warning, content no. warning, Phil. Villarreal sometimes has no. a bad game, but apparently that's because he's exploded no. his shoulder and refuses to not play rugby anyway. It was yeah. all part of the narrative. But yeah, I think yeah, this for me, in my heart, was my favorite front row, like Ox, Dweber, and Lowe. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice. I did enjoy it. And they, they performed, you know, it was great to see. No, but There's a yeah. gif of Lowe defending like a four-man maul on his ace at one point. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> He's such he's a beast. Yeah. He's the definition of slab. Yeah, no, yeah, he is like he's like a literal square. Yeah, no, he's the best. Like I said, I th- he looks because when I was at varsity, we had to play like to the police station side at one point, and he just looks like like that warden that they bring on, and you're just like Jesus Christ, this is a terrible idea. Why are we doing this? These are all actual adults, and most of us are maybe twenty, and then yeah, just destroys like, and they somehow put him at like eighth man. Someone that size. I remember once once we played a warm up game for Turtles, and they, sorry, Turtles is the internal league team Ant and I played for, and we just we just found some random team. I don't know how we did it. Christ. But they had the like 1998 SA schools hooker at fly half, <laughs> and he, <laughs> and, and he and he was still built like a hooker. No, and definitely. He just, he, but he, he was also, he was just a terrible fly-off. But I think he just, like, rode it. Like, yeah, I'm the fly-off. Yeah, he's like, guys, we're building a team around me at fly-off. Was he also <laughs> yeah. captain, then? Uh, no, no, they had a fucking massive, they had like a, the Oak was like six foot six. They one prop, probably like 140 kgs. He was their captain. Okay, no, okay. No, he was. Quite, quite that, intimidating. That, that hook, maybe maybe the fly-off was the player coach, and he's like, cool. Um, at fly-off this weekend, uh, me again? No, I, I think I think they might have had a father-son combination at, like, Central something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you love to see it. Yeah, no, no, like, it wasn't that the, the team, like, the, I think the, the oldest player in the team was probably pushing 50, but the youngest was, like, 14. I'm not sure like what these guys were like. They had they had matching kit and stuff, so I assume they played in some sort of league. Well, there are like all kinds of club leagues, and that's still like in SA, like floating around. Yeah. No, we 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 dicked on them, but nice. Um, yeah. Did, did you was, run uh, over a child that game? Like... No, I scored a try though. Actually, I remember, but I don't. Oh, I just kind of walked over the line because they had fucking no defensive structure like I think <laughs> I think I think like 12 of them went to go defend a ball and you know bed a, a lock in the centers just Ben going, just hanging out in the tram lines I've got this <laughs> yeah, guy so, so we don't need this guy she's just mauling against like 140 kg oak enjoy that I'm, I'm gonna no I was under the post so it was a nice easy try nice congrats Ben yeah thanks um, also congrats I think we should also point out Jaden Hendricks are on debut Scoring a try, late was the... was he was he in scrum half? Yes. Yeah, he was. Reinach had yeah, gone off by then. Did did he do any scrum half things? Because obviously for his try, he was standing like way like second from the end, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like I don't remember him like being a scrum half at any point. Do you think Colby just took over at scrum half? 
So yes. Never mind. Yeah, I, I can't even remember that while we played. Maybe Quacha took over at Roma. Yeah, was. Yeah. It was Mone Stain that took the pass and gave it to Jaden. It's a good. It was a good pass. Maybe mm. Mone Stain. Yeah, it's spread it through like, like six like players. I think he was probably aiming for one of them to try and get a cheap shot penalty. And he just somehow threw the perfect pass. Like. You just see also, him just... muttering over his, over his word, fuck. Just before that, Mark up and started and had that epic run where he like, ran over two guys. Yeah. 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 I, I think we're getting a bit too excited about that run. Hey? Like... Yeah, that was good. I think he no, got like, injured. I, 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 was, I was on like Twitter the other day and they were like, like four tweets in a row were just of that. I was like, really, guys? Was it that good? Come on. No, my Twitter was all just yes, full of... Yes, it was that good. My Twitter was all just oh, full yeah. of people retweeting that gif of Kramer trying to hit Ranak and then just eating <laughs> shit. Yeah, I got that one as well. A lot. That's, it's still popping up on my Twitter. I don't know if I've seen it again. I need to go find it. <laughs> do, you know, do you know how lucky he got, though? Because if he'd hit Ranak, that was like, uh, done. That's the end of his rugby championship. Yeah. More than likely. Shame, and Krim is actually not a bad player. No, actually, I commented on this. Krim is, is the player people think Eben and Itoji are. Like, this just completely, like, wild, reckless thing. But it's, like, that's, he is that. But mm. Eben and Itoji aren't that. From having him in my fantasy side a lot, I know, like, his, um... His highs are very high, but his lows Got are like it. minus 25. Like, what have you done? Yellow card and five God, penalties. I, I, I had at one point, I had him, and then I had another one like, I think it was like Salakai Lotto or something. Uh, That's a strong combination. No, no, but but it was. Like, some weeks it was fucking incredible. Like, it was, there would be like 130 points from your locks or whatever. Other weeks you owed like, someone like 10 uh, points. <laughs> Yeah, other weeks was like, I think that was, remember that time I got like 710 points or whatever? Mm, that's, yeah, when I you think, had, yeah, I think, I think up like 100 my, plus points or yeah, something. Yeah, they were my, they were my lock combo, they just both fired, like, yeah. But then like the next week, I think I dropped down to like 300, because they chose not to fire. <laughs> yeah, I remember that season when like you just had the best score and then the worst score every round. Just like wild. Yeah, you you were you were the most French rugby side in that league. I I I liked when I used to play fantasy like this. I don't like the the player I became like like looking at stats and being consistent and winning. And oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I've still got. Oh, maybe I'll do that for. I don't know. You see, this is the problem. I got one victory in fantasy football, and now I'm now I've brought that mindset over to my fantasy rugby this season as well. Yeah, you also take your fancy too seriously, but you you forgot your roots, man. Yeah, try harder. Next 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 time, I'm just drafting Walker low first round. I don't care if we're not playing URC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's also not in URC, but I don't care. <laughs> He's a Premier League winner. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, he and Marcus Smith basically essentially flew back on the same flight to SA. Yeah, because he wasn't in the initial squad. That's quite bizarre. Like, yeah, he. he was but the, they didn't. They, they, they didn't even. They didn't even announce like Volko Lo appearing. He just appeared. Yeah. <laughs> and he it's appeared like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. By the way, Volko's here. Oh yeah, he's oh, always so, been here, guys. Yeah. Don't stress. Volko Lo is just like this yeah. universal constant. 
That's why the scrums but are I, so I, I wonder. I wonder if they did it because they're worried like people would complain about him entering the bubble or whatever, so they just like kept it under the radar. It's possible. Guess no one complained about Marcus Smith entering the bubble and they yeah, made but, the fucking biggest deal in the world about him arriving and then doing. Yeah, but Ben, they didn't have positive tests in in their bubble, whereas we had. So by bringing someone into the bubble would have been a problem. Yeah, I guess it makes no difference once you have positive tests. You might as well bring people into the bubble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if that wraps up that, um, looking forward to next week is bloody three or just rugby championship. Also, we should. I don't think, I don't think New Zealand and Australia are playing next week. As so far it's as just us next week then. No, right? they're not. It's just us next week. Yeah. Okay. And then what we? Oh, sh- oh, oh, oh. So, so. So the first split is like was rugby championship? No, it wasn't. No. So they're playing. So oh. they have to. So they're traveling to. They've obviously traveled to Australia already. Then I'm assuming. Oh, the next, and are bubbling. So now. next weekend would be the middle of their bubble. So we obviously won't play the middle weekend either. Then for our bubble. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. okay. I love that bubbling is now a verb. Yeah. Or bubbling isn't. Isn't what wasn't there an Australian rugby player that got cuffed for buff, bubbling? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm gonna look it up. Bubbling. It sounds like something an Australian would do and get in trouble for. Rugby player. Well, I typed. I up, just don't know. Uh, last in late June 2014, Australian Rugby League. Uh, Todd Carney had his term his contract terminated after and received a lifetime ban from N- NRL. After a photo of him urinating inside his own mouth, a practice labeled bubbling at a urinal <laughs> had surfaced on social oh, media. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> oh, God. Right, it doesn't change, change my description of something that I expect an Australian would do, though. No, definitely, because Nick White once oh. got cuffed for pissing in a cow suit on, on a bar, remember? Or not Nick okay, White. No, um, but, but, but why, why did they ban him for life for that? Like, he, he, it's a, to be it's fair, a it's a dodgy thing, but like, yeah. Like, <laughs> he was in a bar, answer. like he was at a urinal as well, so like at least geographically he was in the right place. I think if I, I, I reckon I could I could get him some damages if I was the lawyer on this. Yeah. Maybe so, give him a call, man. Yeah. Maybe it's specifically in the error code of conduct. Yeah, like, no pissing yeah, in your own mouth. Say you cannot piss in your own mouth. Yeah. <laughs> piss in other guys' mouth. That's fine. That's a three-match ban. Any sport that you have probably rugby league. Why is everyone on Twitter saying, oh, rugby league's dead? I presume some high tackle actually got red carded or something. Or some, maybe, sure. maybe another Is that dude, an actual... Maybe another dude started and bubbled into you. <laughs> <as well. laughs> it's now becoming a pandemic across the... I'm scared to Google it, yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a very much a two goals, one cup size scenario. You don't Google it. Yeah, did, he, did he do the standing up? Yes, Ben. <laughs> do you want me to put a picture in, with, in the WhatsApp chat quickly? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my head on this, like... He's got some fucking velocity. But no, in my head... In, Wait, in what? My, like, Can you not... Okay. I mean, depends... Yeah, like... You've got... Dude, you need to... So, so... No, no, but like... Was his head like down? And yeah, he so he's... His mouth? So I'm sending... Okay. Uh, so he's okay, leaning forward. Okay, in, in my... In my head, his... 
his head's like he's standing up and his head's back. And no, he's like not got like perfect much stream, like... He's he's slouching. Oh, okay. This P stream's going <laughs> like let's call it like a seventy-five angle, seventy-five degree angle. It's more like okay, I'm... so it's. Wait, so you, you just got a, a picture, man. Yeah, there, there. You've just got the WhatsApp notice, what notification about it. Wow, I can't believe they. That's not what I was expecting to see. Look, they did pixelate his dick out at least. Have you got a lifetime ban? Huh? Wow. Yeah. For someone else taking the post, the picture and putting it like on social media. So I guess it's going on the ERB. Yeah, Fuck, Ben's gonna get that account canceled. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it now. Uh, we might have to change our, our messaging next week if that's the case. Yeah, we, Ben, no, no, that, that account's not affiliated with our account in any way. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was actually thinking of putting all the shit we talk about, uh, like like you know when we just make like bad adverts for the sponsors. Effectively, I was thinking about popping <laughs> that on, but they was like, uh, they probably won't appreciate that. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but yeah, uh, let's call it a day there because I see we have been going for almost ninety minutes. Congrats, guys. Um, yeah. Thank you. Well. Well monitored. Well monitored, Railmaster full there, congrats. Yeah. I I said I only gave an extra 15 minutes, so we got it a little bit wrong. But, yeah, you know. just overcooked it, overcooked that. Like an Alton Yanchi's touch finder, you've kicked it into the dead ball area. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Phil and Ben, guys, thanks for joining us. Or me, sorry, I don't know why I've pluralized myself. So what happens when you get married, I guess. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I, I assume your wife is sitting next to you holding your hand, man. Uh, no, I think she's in the other, other room. Maybe it's sleep by now, seeing as this podcast has gone on so long. <laughs> it's, it, it's 8 o'clock. You, you guys are leading into married life. I love it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 9 o'clock's bedtime. I've, I've learned from Alex. Mm. Oh, don't. Alex is a terrible help. Don't do anything. <laughs> Actually, don't. true. Alex is the last person <laughs> we need to take, take lifestyle advice from. Shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, so any... it's, really not, it's really not his fault, but let's blame his sleep patterns. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, everyone else, thanks for listening so far. Um, yeah, it's, congrats. I think it's been a long one for you guys. And yeah, guys, thanks for joining and speak to you all soon again.